on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick will take a deep dive into Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 5 to break down its Easter eggs, top moments, and how it mirrored The Empire Strikes Back. If Matt isn't keeled over in pain after that segment, the dudes will discuss some Book of Boba Hot Toys and the Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation trailer. Of course, the show will end with the question of the week responses and the latest round of top five Star Wars fan artists. Punch it, Chewie! everybody whoop, whoop. welcome to the star wars time show it's matt and nick and we are here to try and get through what could be a clusterfuck type of show because if you've been following the tea leaves or you pay attention to uh, the swts on our other platforms or you tuned into episode 217 you found out that uh, the one wheel took me out uh, broke my leg. Uh, I've had surgery since our last show and I'm now recovering from that, but, uh, it, it's not been a fun few days, but I'm excited to be here talking Star Wars with Nick, mostly Obi-Wan Kenobi because there's really not much else going on. They, they, yeah. they kind of blew their load at celebration and now we've, uh, uh, we, we've been reminded what the doldrums of a Star Wars list summer are. But hey, we, we got Kenobi. We got the finale coming up. Episode five, the breakdown today. Uh, so, you know, we're still living our best life in Star Wars as long as you're not me in your real life and you break stuff. So a um, little, little update on the leg, Nick. All right. Might as well get through mm-hmm. this now. Let's let's see it. Let's hear it. Um, and I did shave the mustache, so I'm sorry to those <laughs> of you that were fans of the stash, but I figured uh, for this, I might try to bring back some sort of a large, disgusting beard. Um, uh, kind of like a, a, a recovery beard. Akin to an NHL player's playoff beard, but for something much less cool, if, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the stash is gone. But anyways, um, last Thursday, went in for surgery to repair my broken leg. Um, it was, uh, they ended up just needing screws, Nick, instead of plates. So I guess that was a good thing. Uh, but, yeah. but that also led to my doctor deciding that I could be discharged from the hospital. He's like, oh yeah, he'll be good. Uh, didn't have to put that much hardware in there. No big deal. He looks like he's in shape. He could be a Tommy tough guy. So uh, let's send him home. All right. So I, I get home Thursday uh, after being at the hospital at like six in the morning. I think I was back around three in the afternoon. Still had a lot of dope in the knee running through the system. You know what I mean? Some of that good hospital crack that they give you. Uh, sadly, mm-hmm. I can't take a lot of it. I couldn't even get the nerve blockers because of uh, the other conditions I have. I can't take NSAIDs. So for something like this, that is it's just kind of compounded the suckery, not being able to take anti-inflammatories when your whole fucking leg is inflamed. But anyways, uh, get home Thursday, uh, throw on the new Nick Cage movie again because the wife hasn't seen it. She took the day off to take care of me. 
And, you know, like we're watching that. Legs still feeling all right. Still on that good dope, taking the Oxycontin. And then comes Thursday evening. And probably around 10 o'clock, I start to realize, like, man, I think all that good stuff is wearing off. I mean, the that the, the <laughs> hospital sauce, the stuff that was in the bags, that, that's going away. Something's not feeling good right now. Uh, so I was like, let's just move into the bed and... Uh, within the next two hours, Nick, I was in the most intense pain, the most challenging pain I've ever had to mentally deal with in my life. And I, I've spiral fractured my leg, which prior to this was the uh, most intense pain I've ever had. But holy shit, um, there's there's no joke to having stuff drilled into your bones while you're alive. You yeah. know what I mean? Like your body definitely does not appreciate it. And within hours of it happening, it will let you know with fury that it did not appreciate <laughs> what just happened. And um, I, I'm telling you, man, I, you know, before we went live, I, I was kind of teasing it, but I, I, I would be laying in bed almost having a, a seizure because of how fucking painful it was. And, you know, I was wow. I was fucking crying. I was like, there's no relief. There's no relief like there's no i i could i gotta jam pillows all the way up my asshole to where my leg was standing straight <laughs> up and it still was not going to give me an ounce of relief the 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 five milligrams of oxy was bullshit the prescription tylenol was bullshit uh, i mean we, we've lightly talked about how i've kind of turned away from religion over the years i was openly praying to god jesus buddha it doesn't fucking matter. The force, anything. I was like, please, <laughs> please. And I would just keep saying please over and over again just to kind of give my my brain something to focus on. But, hey, like many people remind me, uh, it could always be worse. I get it. Uh, but that that was some fucking shit. So I, I, I feel for anyone else that's that's gone through something similar, having hardware inserted into their body and being sent home day of and not being kept in the hospital so you're you're monitored and actually put on a morphine drip uh uh i'm with you i think we we went through some terrible mental pain but hopefully <coughs> i'll be less of a pussy um because of it but but shit man <laughs> uh you know i was ready to call 911 that's how bad it was getting yeah, yeah, man, that's that is really, really rough. I mean, that sounds like some sort of stuff that like you wouldn't wish on your your worst enemy. Hey, dude, I, I was thinking that same thought. I'm like, I am a hateful, vengeful, scummy type of person. Like, I really do sometimes curse people on the highway. Like, if they piss me off, I'll I'll point at them and literally go. I hope you crash or I hope you break your neck. I mean, I'm, I'm that awful of a person and you are a hundred percent correct. When I was going through that, I was sitting here saying like, I don't even think I could wish this on my greatest enemy. This is so fucked. I want to die. Like I, I wanted anything but to be alive at that moment. But luckily it kind of ran its course. I, I didn't sleep all night. Uh, I th I actually checked in with the Discord gang. They've been they've been kind of fun to to check in because you know we we we've, we're we're somewhat multinational, international. 
you know, so some of them are up at random parts of the day while others are sleeping. So yeah, I checked in. I'm like, fuck guys, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't slept. I mean, it was that awful. I didn't even fall asleep, but uh, luckily the doctor up the oxy uh, decreased the interval between doses. And over time it's, it's been getting there. Um, well, there's Nick's first dropout. That was pretty good. Um, we know he'll be back. This is the fun of being on the live stream version of the Star Wars Time Show. Uh, people only get to hear it when they listen to the podcast version. They don't get to actually see the, as Tones calls it, the Nick in Carbonite, which is when Nick freezes <laughs> and, and takes a quick break. So, yeah, there you go. I, Nick, I was just saying, you, you know, those, those Thursday night, most of the day Friday uh, was pretty rough, but I, I think things are trending in uh, the right direction now. And we lost him again. Here we go. <laughs> you gotta love the. You gotta love it. that. That was our quickest drop, right? That was like uh, within seconds. We'll see if it if it lasts longer. We'll see if we can All even right. get through ten minutes. I show. think what it, what it's doing. Skype is going. Wow, wow. We feel so bad for your leg, you <laughs> pussy. Hang up. Technical difficulty. So you're right. Let, let's move on. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I was just, just kind of wrapping up, headed in the right direction, still hurts like a motherfucker. Uh, I finally get to take the dressing off today for the first time since Thursday. So hopefully that'll relieve some pressure and I'll get to see how gnarly it looks and maybe start bending this, this Frankenstein bitch and I'll get there. I'll get there. Eight weeks, no wait. Uh, who knows what it is beyond that, but I'm definitely looking at whole summer's toast uh, in terms of wanting to be on two feet. So, yay! Yeah. yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, you, you know, you're a, an in shape person. You're healthy. Uh, you I was, man. I'm, go, I'm going on like two weeks of just sitting around. So, uh, who, yeah. who well, knows what this gut's going to look like? I might be rivaling yeah. Jabba the Hutt here in a little bit, but it, it's, it's expected. Fat, fat Thor. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be fat Thor. But, uh, yeah. Hopefully okay. you're, I wish I was, I wish, yeah, fat short <laughs> Thor. How's that? How's yeah. That? <laughs> maybe, maybe all the work you put in taking care of yourself leading up to this will, will might, put you on a faster yeah, road might to actually be worth something instead of just being able to eat more yeah. than I should on a weekend. Good point. Exactly. Good point. All right, buddy. Let's, let's go ahead and get into this Star Wars. I'm ready. I am feeling better being on the, uh, uh, the show here, the head, the, the head has not been in a great place, but for someone as, as pessimistic as me, I'm actually, I think handling this thing. All right. Uh, I gotta, I gotta thank ink master, dude. I, I've, <laughs> I finished the seasons I didn't see, and now I've restarted it. I'm up to season three again. So, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm, I'm obsessed with watching people get tattooed. Maybe it's a sign that I need to just, while I'm laid up, I'm gonna say it's, might it's, as well get the arms like, marked up, huh, bud? Is, is it time? It's seeping in like yeah. the last few weeks <laughs> we've been talking about like, Oh man, I could get this as a tattoo. I could get this as a I tattoo know. now. You're, it's getting there. It's finally getting there. Maybe your your like post recovery gift to yourself will be like you know what you should get. You should do like one of those tattoos where you get like a bionic piece tattooed yeah, right, right over where your right. fucking your legs. I actually, I, I dude, I, I have been doing a little more research and I have been looking at you know what what neo traditional Star Wars or new school Star Wars or American traditional Star Wars would look like. And uh, quite frankly, I, I think it looks great in all three styles. It's just 
finding that right piece of art that doesn't feel like a million other Star Wars bros could have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a great, if you just search American traditional Star Wars, there is a fantastic Vader. That, I've that, seen that one before. With the quote, yeah. it's too late for me now. I, I mean, how that, that is like perfect for me. Perfect. <laughs> but uh, it's like, all right. Hideous is in here. Hey, buddy, I just blew out my leg. I don't know if you've <laughs> figured that out, but I know he had an injury recently. Uh, uh, luckily, not as shitty as mine, but he, he knows what it's like to be gimped out. But l- l- let's get to it, man. Let's get to that Obi-Wan Kenobi episode five, or as the fans in quote call it, finally. Right, Nick? Finally. <laughs> that, that was the general theme after episode five. Everyone that has hated the series so far was finally pleased it scratched the itch that they need scratch for their Kenobi, so I am happy for them. Um, but you, you know how we do here. Let's just go ahead and give our uh, individual review and uh, kind of you know what stood out, what we may or may not have liked, and then we'll get into more of the geeky type of breakdown, the Easter eggs, the uh, the mirrored moments to Empire, just like I, I hinted that there would be, and, and I, I truly felt that there was at least five in there. And you never know what else we'll talk about. And surely we'll, we'll kind of set up our expectations and speculations for the finale, which is dropping soon all around the world. Yes, it is all over, my friends. It feels like it just started, but here we are. So, young Nick, I know it's fresh in your mind, my friend. What, what say you about Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 5 overall? Uh, I was a fan. Uh, it did pay off on a lot of the speculations that we had talked about throughout the, the leading to the season. And then as the episodes were releasing, uh, the big reveal with Riva being one of the, the Padawans that Anakin failed to kill at the end of rots, um, her going after her for vengeance or for, uh, for vengeance and, that you know, so like that that storyline playing out was not necessarily surprising, but it was cool to see that come to fruition. Um, love the the draws to Empire, uh, like you said, with there needing to be a, a mass exodus of people off of this planet because there is an attack imminent by the Empire. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it it did kind of feel like. Uh, it, it was the episode that had like the least amount of traveling in it, obviously, because you're stuck in this bunker on Jabim with the uh, the people who are trying to escape. But I think that it did a fantastic job of like not only hearkening to the future, you know, for with what's going to happen in right. Empire, but also hearkening to the past, showing the training montages um, from the AOTC days between Anakin and Obi-Wan, which I thought was amazing. I wish that there was a little bit more of that throughout the the season, but knowing yeah. that we still have an episode left to see some more of that possibly. And then, um, I mean, who knows what the future holds for Kenobi, but I, yeah, you know, I, I thought that this, this episode was definitely up there with the best of them up there with, with episode three, uh, um, among the best. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I it's amazing. It a, a solid <laughs> Isn't it amazing what a little Darth Vader can do for for a Star Wars fan soul, especially those yeah. that might be a little more critical or expecting a little bit more out of this series. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Nick, would you say in, in your opinion, was this episode 
our first glimpse of what a almost Vader perspective driven Star Wars series could be. Did you, did you not get those vibes a bit, especially the way they were cutting in between the flashback and to the, uh, the present? Yeah, I definitely think that that's what a Vader centric series would be like. Cause you would have to imagine again, like you'd have to imagine that the, the guy constantly lives in his head, constantly reflects on the past because that's all that he has to, to feed himself off of. Um, so I do think that if we, if we were to ever see a proper Vader series, that it would probably be pretty similar to that where you're seeing scenes from his past, whether it be from his childhood or, you know, during his time at the, uh, you know, at the Jedi temple or, um, you know, showing the the present timeline. So I think that it could be close. Um, and having, it's just like having Hayden there gives you so much opportunity to explore things in the past that you weren't able to explore before in other series or, you know, right. impossible to do in live action. I, I just so felt- I, I would hope that this would give them some sort of clarity on whether a uh oh, it, it works a so well it, it works so well it, especially like you said the way they they frame it because I, I don't know about you but i to me the flashback seemed like a shared flashback between obi-wan and anakin throughout the entire episode uh, yeah. especially the way they were they were cutting to and from it i mean i, I believe when we get the initial flashback once we cut back to the present, it's right to Darth Vader pressing his attack, just like we saw Anakin doing in the early stages of the battle. And uh, it, it just, to me, it was one of the, it was a perfect use of a flashback. And it was unlike how I expected them to use the flashback. I thought it was just going to be kind of self indulgent to Obi-Wan and to help him. But honestly, it was for us as yeah. as as the audience members, as fans, as people that always wanted to kind of be sitting in that sparring room watching these two heroes practice. Uh, we really got to see like, you know, Hayden Christensen is finally Darth Vader. <laughs> I mean, I have finally <laughs> made that connection and this episode is what kind of sealed the deal for me you you now see anakin invader vader and anakin it is it has finally happened in live action star wars yeah could you imagine if we got we if we actually got scenes like that in aotc in lots where it showed that type of stuff i mean bro that that was pre-attack of the clones like he's as padawan as it gets and he is an arrogant cocky bitch and you can tell from obi-wan's lessons he's been saying the same shit over and over and over and anakin is just so bullheaded because of his ability yeah yeah i i just thought it was i was completely pleased with how they use that flashback and and i know this is uh, this i'm kind of getting i'm getting overindulgent in my review of the episode but i i really think the way the flashback was used definitely made it the best episode of the series and to me the way they they delivered the story some of the some of the best uh, storytelling device or, or use of a device in all of Star Wars. I, I thought yep. it was beautiful and how it mm-hmm. tied their relationship as master and Padawan 
directly to the cat and mouse game they're playing in the present as the same people but on different you know sides of of light and and dark so here here's a question for you i don't i don't think we've ever talked about this before in the history of the star wars time show after after seeing what deborah did with that flashback do you think would would you be a proponent of special edition prequels that go in and add some color like that dude i mean you know come on hayden christensen redeemed right anybody yeah anybody <laughs> like i you know it i guess i'll be one of those types i, I am surprised they didn't go with the d-age uh, I, I didn't yeah, i didn't they, think it looked awful and it didn't take me out of the out of the, out of I the mean, moment you but, looked spot the fuck on but yeah anakin i mean hayden looked a little old yeah but yeah he just, not you know he had, he had the wrinkles and he was he was young young yeah. i mean i think yeah. he was what very early 20s so yeah i think he was i, like I mean we all looked that 20, way I, I would look that I had nothing against hayden i'm just surprised they made that choice whatever i mean it, it still worked for me it was beautiful those two they're they're just everything together on screen but you get to see in a different director's hands and please don't strike me down Palpatine because we love George, but it's the same guy, the same actor. Uh, are you going to tell me, you know, time made him better. He hasn't fucking worked. It's not like he's practicing his craft. Uh, Is it, is it watching the clone wars? Is this has, did that help? Maybe we can maybe argue a little bit, but I, I think what you're seeing is, Hayden being directed the way he needs to be directed. And that is the best live action Anakin you're going to get. I mean, that, that to me now supersedes the, the bunker scene when he, when he's on the Lars family farm, regretting what he did to the Tuscan Raiders. That to me was the only other real shining moment of, of emotions from Hayden in live action star Wars. But now we have this gift from episode five i just i, I you know wrinkles aside the, the dude fucking nailed it i mean the aggression yeah. he he felt like that revenge of the sith anakin in that fight i mean he was like plah, plah, plah. he looked like vader in that fight sometimes one-handed beating down his master Whew, yeah. i mean just I exciting mean, was, stuff it was impressive not only from an acting standpoint but also like they they trained again. Like they did that scene with the lightsaber. Didn't it feel like Nick choreographed it? Like, did it not feel like Nick dude, choreographed it? It? Like, it, it felt so authentic. And to yes, the we can call him. Fighting. We can call him by his first name. We're, yeah, we're, we're boys. We, we with, know Nick. With Nick. Nick yeah. yeah. He's a good friend of the show. Um, but it did like that felt so authentic to Nick Gillard's style that they he nailed it for, nailed for the it. prequels. And it just felt like Ewan and Hayden just fell right back in. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't know how long the training took for them to have that scene. It was a shorter scene. Obviously, they weren't doing as much as they were doing in the prequels. But still, they fell back into that so easily. And just like for me, like I saw that now, like immediately I was like, oh, my God. Like, imagine if they went into episodes two and three and they just added like, Two or three of those scenes in there to each <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Like they just added. I'll like pay they for just, it. I'll pay for that. the de-aging yeah. for Christ's sakes. I'll yeah. find someone on YouTube to do it. I'm sure they're out there already. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they, they've probably already done it. Like <laughs> That's what just, I mean. I mean. It was it great. It, it was it, great. It, it got me so excited to see like now that we've kind of breached this wall 
because that's kind of what it was. It's like in, in, in Star Wars TV, there are certain things that you have to breach in order to move forward. I think the first big breach was like, all right, we're going to put Luke Skywalker in something like we're going to have Mark Hamill yeah. come here. Luke Skywalker is going to be in an episode. And now the next hurdle was this one. The next hurdle was, hey, let us go. Ba- let's go back to prequel timeline and add something that wasn't there that makes it better. And they just did that. So like now, I don't know if, if, if they plan on doing more things like this in the future with other series. I don't know if this if this has like opened up the, the doors for them to revisit the prequel timeline. But like, man, like I saw that scene and I was like, dude, episode two could be made infinitely better if they just dude, if they had I, scenes like this in it. I was just sitting here thinking to myself because I'm a genius. I, I'm like, just think about th- everyone. Think about this right now. The prequel to Attack of the Clones that we just watched is probably the best content in in all of the live action prequels. I know it's short and sweet, but think about it. Think about the dialogue, the lessons, the action. And that's that's the fucking prequel to Attack of the Clones. It is unbelievable. I just... It, it, they really pulled something magical off to to you know get get that close to that movie, which many fans think is is the biggest turd overall. I, I think it's a it's a gem at this point in time. I I love Attack of the Clones. It's so goofy, but we we now have something attached to it that that I at least in my opinion is is some of the best overall prequel live action content to date. And like Nick's saying. Yeah. I would love to see what Nick's thinking. I mean, I think he's got a great idea. Yeah, let's do it. George made special editions. Why not? I know it's never going to happen. I mean, this is true pie in the sky type of shit, but why not uh, add 10, 15 minutes of runtime to all three prequel films and do what Deborah and crew and Hayden and Ewan just did in this Obi-Wan Kenobi series? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be grandiose scenes. All it has to be is stuff like that, where you are, you're not only pointing to the flaws in the, in the present and, and showing like telling him, Hey man, like if you keep going like this, it's not going to end up well. Like he said, like, this is why you will remain a Padawan Yeah, telling him like, this is what's holding you back from becoming your best self. Not only hearkening to that, but hearkening to the future showing showing what will hold what will ultimately hold vader back from greatness in the past and in the future i mean and it could just be temple scenes it could just it could be small scenes of them in the field you know doing small missions where exactly. where anakin does something reckless like yeah. it doesn't have to be these grandiose fight scenes where it's him versus dooku or him no, versus we, we, we got that like in the this. cartoons and, and that's thing. where they should be i mean we, we don't want to get too goofy in live action and i mean all along man that that this has been my problem with anakin in the prequels and it's always just been with anakin in his turn that that's that's really what bummed me out the most about the prequels I get why they're beloved. And like I said, I, I've come a long way in my in my own appreciation of them. But it's they just never, to me, showed his darkness, his arrogance outside of stupid shit. Like, eh, you know, I can, I'm sweet on a speeder and, like, you know, I'm good in a starship. Yeah. No, I, I want to see him as a Padawan beating the living fuck out of his master because he is so powerful, but then loses because of his arrogance and blindness. 
I mean, like you said, I, I wrote down these two quotes and, and again, they are, they're just, they're icing on the cake here. These are fantastic Star Wars quotes when it comes to Anakin Skywalker and the tragedy of the character. Your need for victory, Anakin, it blinds you. And then the ultimate lesson, your need to prove yourself is your undoing. And that, that, that holds true, as Nick said, even into his form as Vader. The reason he can never achieve his true greatness is because he never learned those lessons from Obi-Wan Kenobi that we now had the, uh, the, the privy to see play out in this, in this yeah. fairy tale land. I know it's silly to be talking like this, but it, it's, it's, it's art, man. I mean, what we just saw was some, it, that, that is the connective tissue that weaves through Star Wars that I live and die for. Yeah. I mean that, that scene alone has, has just like verified to me that the, the move to make this series was right all along. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that like, as with anything Star Wars related, everybody is going to go through their ebbs and flows when the new content comes out because people react in the moment. And, you know, that's something that that Obi-Wan would probably tell Anakin not to do is not to react in the moment, not to not to overreact to something when there is no finality to it yet. And we saw the backlash to episode four. But then when you see something like episode five and you see the full picture coming yeah. together, then you can be like, oh, OK, patience. OK, patience. Exactly. Really, I mean, Nick, you know, I think like, we have it, there, there, there's two groups of, of fans now. I think there's fans that would prefer just the quicker, tighter, more action oriented, although I've never really associated Star Wars as an action franchise, but. I think that because maybe they did watch the Clone Wars, which was punchier action, the shorter 20 minutes, little arc type of boom, 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 bang, you know, Miller time stuff. And then there's, you know, people like us and, and, and some of the people listen to us, those of you out there that are here for the, the slow burn, the longer form storytelling where, you know, you do have to wait a little bit and you do have to kind of let the whole thing stew and develop before you get the full picture revealed. And that's just, you know, that, that, that's how it's going to be. Some, some are, they, yeah. they just want that, that loud in your face, video game style Star Wars. And uh, there, there's definitely a market out there for that. It's just, uh, I'm old, broken yeah. and <laughs> sitting in the chair I mean, these days. So I'll take the story. When, when it comes to Star Wars, we always, we also have to remember too, that like, if you're a fan of like general sci-fi, like if you're a fan of Star Trek, you were used to from the moment that that Star Trek came out, like it's a long-term story. Like it's a it's a story that plays out over episodes, over time, over seasons. Whereas Star Wars was from the beginning, it's like here you go, you got you got two hours of movie, and then you can have your opinions after the movie's over. You sit down, you watch it in one shot, and then you can hate it or you like it. With like Star Wars fans aren't used to having to wait for a story right, to play out right. in its entirety. No, you're so right. It's just, a, I, I mean, when, it, when it's all said and done, man, if this thing averages out as it's been doing, we're looking at a 240 minute long film. Yeah. It's a long time. So, you know, you just, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but okay. Uh, I think it's safe to say we both uh, really enjoyed part five of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So yeah, oh, oh, yes. let, let's yes, get into some of the, the, the deeper dive stuff, the eggs, the top moments, you know, the, the, 
the, the nerdy side of breaking down Star Wars. And I just want to remind everyone, we'd love for you to check us out on YouTube. If you want to get into the live stream and you've just been listening to the podcast, we do the live stream every Tuesday, 2.30 p. East, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Have also been throwing up some more shorts. Uh, did a couple shorts for this episode, Top 8 Moments, as well as five moments from Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 5 that mirror The Empire Strikes Back. If you remember our discussion last week, I was kind of setting up how if you've looked at every part of Obi-Wan Kenobi, each part there are mirrored moments or reflections of episodes one through six of the um, of the films. So got that type of content out there for you. All right, man. So uh, like we did last week, we'll just kind of go through these lovely looking screenshots we have on StarWarsTime.net. Give them a check if you're on the podcast version. Otherwise, strap in live streamers. Here we go. Let's enjoy ourselves. Some Jedi bros. That's right. There he is right there. The return, the true return of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. Padawan Skywalker. Just so everyone is on the same page this was pre-attack of the clones he still has his lightsaber and he still has his hand yeah his 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 hand is the key really (laughs) so yeah Yeah, really um, (laughs) like that you know that was that was in in the aotc area but not after aotc right and the very clear point of that some other things to point out and one that i had pointed out to me from the community a lot of people are speculating as soon as we open and we kind of come up on anakin from behind the building he is looking at is none other than Senator Amidala's penthouse. Uh, so he, you know, he's he's longing for her. He, this could be right before that fateful elevator ride up to that penthouse, where that you know to announce that they've been assigned to protect her. Uh, but either way, this was definitely the same room, practice room that we saw at the beginning of Obi Wan Kenobi, when we got a different perspective of Order. 66 so if you look here and then look here on the live stream you can see the kids were out on that same kind of open air training room so nice nice kind of connective tissue even within the series itself at this point in time uh but nick you know you and i we 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 kind of already gushed over the the flashback i kind of put some of the screenshots in order just uh, you know just to it was just so well done I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the choreography was brilliant. It, it mimicked what, you know, Nick did during the prequels. It was fast. It was intense. And, and, and especially from Anakin's side, it was it was powerful. I mean, you, you already see, like I said earlier, his movements from the Mustafar battle in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, they're already there doing the, the quick counters because as Nick explained to us and, and I was the idiot and he's like, listen, yeah, they, they, they may sit there and wave their lightsabers nonstop because they trained together their entire lives. I mean, Obi-Wan trained Anakin. Uh, of course, they're going to fight very uh, uh, in a very similar fashion. Uh, but, you know, the, I think the quotes coming out of here were big. I already threw those out there. I mean, those are like up there type of star wars quotes like you know if there is a a granite book out there somewhere that has been etched in with quotes like i am your father you know stuff like that or uh, these quotes to me belong in there just because of how 
you know, at this point, obviously it's, it's hindsight. We're, we're seeing what happens, but it, it just foreshadows his fall and why he let himself fall. I mean, that, that Anakin's need to always win and be the best and be the strongest finish first. It, it blinds him to everything else around him. And then it also kind of feeds into that need to prove himself and the need to prove himself is, is really what, what takes him down. You know, like I, I am a master. Screw you. Watch this. I know what's right. We should bring him in for trial. That's why I'm taking you out. Master Windu. I mean, there you go. Uh, so see like that would in that scene too, like the one that you just mentioned, you know, how can I be on the council and not be a master? You're not a master, blah, blah, blah. That whole, that whole scene, how much context does what we just saw in Obi-Wan Kenobi give to that? A ton. Like, like we, yeah, like we could make assumptions at that time in, in rots that like, oh, he's, you know, he, he's probably not ready. He's probably a little reckless, but we hadn't seen it all that much. Like we saw that he was an incredible duelist. We saw that like he does have some overconfidence, but like there was a pretty big fucking time jump yeah. between AOTC and rots. And we also just saw him not only take down Count Dooku and rescue the chancellor. But he also like had, had built a resume through the clone wars. That was like, it's hard for you to imagine him not getting master. Like now, like with scenes like that, it gives so much more context into why the decision was made to not make yeah, him a master. Just like didn't have the right headspace. I mean, the Jedi's, yeah. I, I think we, I, I didn't write this line down. It was another good one, but I mean, Obi-Wan pretty much says Jedi's aren't there to win. They're there to defend yeah, and protect. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're not here to win and kick ass, but that's all he ever wanted. And then yeah. look where it led him. But you're right, man. I mean, now, fans of the Clone Wars are going to sit there and be like, yeah, they, we, we, this is what we've been telling everyone, and I'm one of you. I get it. I'm just glad people that have never seen this side of Anakin and that competitiveness, the drive that isn't already in the prequels and, and kind of wonky just through the, the delivery and the whininess. I mean, this this is what the Clone Wars gave us, and, and Nick is 100% correct. It now fleshes out and gives those that have only seen live action Anakin. Now, when we see him in revenge of the Sith and some of the scenes and some of his tantrums, we're like, all right. Yeah. I mean, that's just this guy. Obi-Wan was right. Like he can't, he can't get past those critiques. He can't get past himself. He's got to win. He always has to be right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that, the, we, we've, we've, talked ad nauseum on the flashback uh, just just mm -hmm. to recap in, in my opinion it, it is one of the most beautiful uses of a flashback and i just really appreciated how they how they really made it feel like it was being shared by both anakin and obi-wan as a lot of headspace in my opinion has been shared between these two since episode three it really is like they're almost having that dyad-esque connection that Ray and, and Ben Solo did in the sequel trilogy, but they're not a dyad. Yeah. We, I think we discussed that. You can't, can't be a dyad and the chosen one. That's just too much, right? Yeah. Too many, too many midichlorians. OP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OP. <laughs> OP. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
All right, so um, moving on from from that, I mean, that, the, the Easter egg there was just obviously the the late one was hey Padme's penthouse, but the the one I did get that's where the whole series opened with the younglings, Riva's younglings, as I told you, and as we learned in this episode. So uh, I, I know another big one, at least from the Easter egg front, Nick came at the Jedi wall moment. You know, uh, uh, Obi Wan is really kind of coming into the role of being a general again. I, I had that noted down as one of my top moments. I mean, outside of his mullet, it, it is great to kind of see you're seeing the general, just like Roken called him last week. Kenobi is after that that mission in Episode Four, whether you liked it or not. That's that's what he needed to both see from the path people and himself. Like, all right, yes, there is a reason to fight. These these motherfuckers are doing it. I need to do it, but I need to do it at my level and what I can do, and that is at General Kenobi level. So, um, I I do like seeing that that shift in him from week to week now. But on the wall, Nick, and and no, this does not come from me. I just have the the uh, the notion to go out and research for this type of stuff and where to find it. But we did get some of the inscriptions decoded from the Jedi wall that you saw in Jabim there in episode five. And uh, for you legends, people, three of the names may stand out. I mean, uh, from what I could understand or study and pick up from, from you legenders out there is that these were, these were like deep cut legends type of order 66 survivors. So we're talking Corwin Shelve, Roganda mm-hmm. Ismarin in Jin Altis. So Nick, I don't do any of those ring a bell with <laughs> I don't you. Know okay. Any of those. Gotcha. No. <laughs> yeah, me, me neither. I mean, I may have read those names back in the day, but I don't think that they were ever like the focus of any of the stories. That, that that's I what I mean. Read. I mean, it, it was, and I actually looked up their, their Wookipedias. You got to say it that way. You got to yeah. say Wookipedias. And they were there, I mean, but very basic as was kind of prefaced in the Reddit that I found this in. They're like, yeah, I mean, these are these are like some deep cut motherfucking Jedis, but they liked that they at least threw them out there. And then, you know, um, yeah. Obi-Wan kind of translated some of the rest of that stuff. Uh, now, I did not go ahead and check in on the lightsaber hilts and who these could belong to, because at the point... I was going through this, you know, my leg was still broken and not set yet. And I, I didn't feel like spending all day diving down this rabbit hole. Uh, Nick, I know you are the, the lightsaber expert, but I, I didn't feel like any of these really it's, stood out. I mean, the one that looks most similar to something that you would probably recognize is the one all the way on the end to the left. That looks kind of like Qui-Gon's lightsaber, right. but that's definitely not it. <laughs> um, the rest of them are a little bit more difficult. I mean, I think you might have Kit. Uh, what does Kit Fistos look like? Um, yeah, his his could his have been is, picked up. Really, any of those that got murdered yeah. by the Senate could have been picked up. Yeah, I mean, Kit Kit Fistos. No, that's not it. Yeah, I don't I don't see his in there. But there is one that has like a very similar shape to it, but it's the color is wrong. Yeah, just like at, at that um, point, I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I mean, there's, it's, there's it's, a lot of a, lightsabers or a lot of dead Jedi. There yeah. you go. <laughs> that, that, that's how yeah. I'm going to break that one down. And then uh, the robe box, too. What, what do you think about Obi-Wan's choice of robe? I don't know if I'm, I'm loving the sleeveless look too much on our, on our man Obi-Wan. What, what about you? I'm going to be completely honest. 
I didn't even notice the road. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just, <laughs> like, it just showed sad. up, and you're you're just you you're caught up with the action, and you know when Vader was going to break yeah, through, yeah. you're just like you didn't. You, okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but no, he he um, I I have the shot up here. No, he does not have the robe yeah, on. Yeah, no, yet. I. I I see it. It's like the one that he's deflecting some of the blaster bolts when they first bust through the door. You can see that it is like a sleeveless robe. Yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of gangster, yeah. you know. I mean, it's it's got that that motorcycle gang feel to it. But I, I don't know. I just don't think it goes with Kenobi. <laughs> On the back of it, it's just embroidered, and it's like og jedi right order. big ass patch whatever yeah the, the, the fucking the year yeah. on it too that like he he, he attained the rank of master right. yeah <laughs> something like that yeah i don't know it was, it was, badass. It was, i guess he just took whatever one was on top but i don't know it, it yeah. looks it looks a little janky on my man obi-wan but oh well that's not why we're here we're here to celebrate uh, but yeah, like I said, here he is doing his general thing. If you're on the live stream, we're, we're talking about the shot where he, he actually does rally up the the people on Jabim, the path. I mean, I, I think that's what they're being referred to at this point in time. So, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. their core function is to save force sensitives. But I, I think we all could argue that they're they're rebels. Right. I mean, this, these, this is a a form, a type of rebel cell within uh, the galaxy at this point in time that, that uh, the story's taking place. So love, love seeing him do his thing. I mean, he, he really is a leader. In fact, he's a negotiator, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Hey, Transdotions, how about that? They just kind of popped up yes, out of nowhere. I like how they did put them in there, though, because Transdotions usually get like a super bad rep because every time you see them, they're like, villains right in some yeah, sort no, of way I, I think that's why you know obviously they they stood out as the alien uh, in the yeah. episode but it, it is interesting like you said that they're, they're typically scumbags most recently portrayed as shithead betrayers in the book of boba fett mm-hmm. yeah so it, it, it's nice that they actually <laughs> had their right. moment to right. not be assholes it's just like most like most people like you can't say that everybody from Nebraska is an idiot or something like that. <laughs> like some people from Nebraska are idiots. Right. I, look, I, this is totally made up. I just picked a state off the top of my head. And then there are some people in Nebraska who are probably really fucking cool. Not everybody is always uh, the stereotype that they're, that they're given. True is that. what I'm trying to say. So, Well, at, at, know, at yeah. some point in time, I think, I think it was Tala. Uh, we we kind of called that. I I, I was going to hit Nick up, but I know he doesn't watch it till day of the show. He's going to be like, dude, we, we pretty much nailed yeah. our speculations for episode five. Where, you know, it's going to be dark. Yeah. Some good guys are going to die. Tal and that be and see ya. R.I.P. You know what I mean? And they, they had good deaths, though. I like that. Uh, Ned, yeah. Ned B earned they, they it. They had impact. Yeah, he earned it. He, he kind of had his K2SO moment. And uh, Tala actually, unlike Princess Leia, went through holding a thermal detonator. So you got to give her credit for that. Um, but I, I, I'll, I think Tala, for the brief time we got to know her, she was a, a pretty kick-ass character. You know that. Yeah, um, and it's also like it was cool to get enough of her backstory at the end to know that like she was like she witnessed the atrocities, right? of the empire and that's what caused right her to and do I, what I, I, doing. thanks that now you actually reminded me what i was doing and why i pulled her picture up but uh she actually talked about garel 
is the planet that uh, under the ruse that, you know, people weren't paying taxes. They rounded up all these families and executed them. And she found out that, no, it was just because they were force sensitive. Uh, but Grell's important yeah. because it plays a pretty major role in Star Wars Rebels. There's, a, I think, a multi-episode arc where Phoenix has to hole up and, and kind of hide away on Grell uh, while while the Empire is, is on the lookout or already has uh, taken over Lothal. Uh, so that, that's why I had it, it, it down there, just as a mention. As well as this, yeah. I, I love the fact that they went so hard at showing Ben negotiate. It, it was not only, I know yeah. not only a callback to revenge of the Sith and general grievous, like, ah, oh, the negotiator, you know, that line, but mm-hmm. his, his freaking command ship is called the negotiator. You know, we, we learned this in yeah. star Wars galaxy of heroes and in the clone wars. And, and that was just kind of his thing. I mean, he was the negotiator and they literally were like, Hey, he wants to negotiate. I love that they, they actually had the purge trooper go up to Reeve and say, um, uh, he wants to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, you've been uh, firing fucking yeah. missiles at this door for 20 minutes. And then some guy <laughs> says like, Hey, can we talk this out? And you're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. He wants to negotiate. All right, let's do it. <laughs> but, uh, I also like how in that scene, he goes up to the door and like uses the force almost to like try to like connect with her through the force. Oh, yeah. and, totally. But then she just like talks and yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of yeah, throws yeah. Off. she knew she knew what he was trying to do. She could sense that he was trying to sense her. It was, she kind of yeah, kind of cut him off. He did not ask her permission after all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's requesting to no- negotiate. I made sure to catch that there with the closed captioning. Uh, so, uh, what next? Let, let's talk about the negotiation then, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I just had to wet down there. I can hear myself smacking like a loser, but, uh, <laughs> we, we finally got things revealed. Uh, I, I think for people like myself and I know you with patience and trust and, People like Dave Filoni, we, we, we knew the canon was going to remain intact and we were going to get answers about Reva's knowledge of certain things and of, of people dying, so on and so forth. And, and we, we, we got a part of that early on during the, the uh, negotiation between Reva and Ben, where yeah. we do learn once and for all that, yes, the reason she's after these guys is... Uh, selfishness and revenge she she's been after anakin the entire time because she blames him for murdering her family which were the cho- the, the, the 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 younglings the padawans yeah the young and herself yeah. i mean i i still contend she got stabbed in a perfect mirrored moment just like he stabbed her when she was young and and managed to live i know there's a bunch of memes going around like hey how come how come everyone Qui-Gon? but qui-gon can survive yeah, chest yeah, right. wounds these days and this motherfucker <laughs> Literally gets like stabbed, probably in the most survivable place that you can get stabbed. Right. And dies almost immediately. And then even a six year old gets stabbed there and she's just totally. Yeah, hangs hangs on. You know, I mean, she suffered a little bit and felt her bodies go cold, but she pulled through. Yeah. Like she gets stabbed as a kid and lives. She gets stabbed now and she's definitely going to live. The Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed in the stomach. He lives. How many people have been gut stabbed? Fennec Shan got shot in the stomach. She's good. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Was Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon was just like, yeah. you know what? I'm fucking done with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, he just let himself die. The motherfucker had some goofy anatomy or something. Maybe he had multiple hearts. Who yeah. knows? But yeah, he was unlucky. That just, I mean, that goes to show you how skilled Darth Maul is. He know he knew exactly where to place that saber to ensure a a stab to the chest death. As as we yeah. have learned, it is very elusive in in all of Star Wars. Oh, but yeah, I, I mean, I I think we we pretty much laid this out on this show as our, our as our main speculation. I mean, we. I think we're struggling there to kind of figure out her anger for Kenobi, but you know, it makes sense the way she delivered it. She's like, dude, he was your fucking problem. How how could you let him turn into that guy? You know, where were you? Where the fuck were you? Yeah. I mean, we know he was getting his ass shot at by Cody, but from a little kid's perspective, I, I get it. She's like, motherfucker, you, yeah. you made this dude. Where yeah, were you? You were supposed to be you, our protector. Right, you you let us die. Yeah. Like you you let all my friends get taken out. So, uh, you know, I guess that was the little twist that all along, you know, this was Reva and her mission for revenge against Anakin using Kenobi as bait and not vice versa. I mean, she wasn't uh, using Leia to get Kenobi. I mean, it was never about Kenobi. Kenobi is he is yeah. the ultimate pawn here. The ultimate pawn. Yeah. Um, wh- so, Reva's in a weird spot now. Reva's basically in the Asajj Ventress spot of like, she's now been excommunicated essentially from the Empire. Yep. She can't go back to the good, good guys. Good point on Asajj because you're dead on. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, it's the same situation. So, like, realistically if she lives which i'm assuming she does from uh, you know at the end of this episode like wh- what does she have to do Here, here's here's like, my she- off the wall speculation you ready okay we're gonna find out go for it her last name is cardboard she's gonna call up <laughs> grief and he's gonna put her in the bounty hunter guild <laughs> yeah, right, yeah so that would be fucking. Yeah, sad. that one was stupid. I mean, I mean that, that was like you have to be a true fan of the show to even understand what that meant. But I, I was grief yeah. cardboard <laughs> is one of our, one of our favorite handles that pops up in this chat every once in a while. Uh, so yeah. that that's what we refer to grief carga as now. He's always cardboard. So yeah, she's she's really cardboard, and she's going to become a bounty huntress. But you no, know, I, I I like where you're going. So go ahead. What what do you think? I mean, so we, okay, so we know she has this communicator, yeah, I mean, this broken communicator, Tatooine, Owen, the boy, like that's enough to get her somewhere. But here's the thing, like she has no reason to, to bring harm to Luke. I what? mean, her best chance would be to, if she's trying to get to Vader again, is to, is to use Luke as right. bait. I don't know she was he, doing he, with Leia. Hear me out. Cause I, I, I think you're, you're okay. on the right track. I do still think, especially in her state of mind now, that she feels if she kills Vader's son, that that's going to hurt Vader and bring him back to her again. So I still think she's looking at Luke as a means to get to Vader. But yeah, I think that this is where Kenobi ultimately comes into play. Maybe even after he kicks Vader's ass, he then has to make a last second save on Luke. With Reva, and he's like, listen, lady, our best bet to get revenge on Anakin Skywalker is this young boy. And you have to believe me, just like he he started 
you know, to, he, he got her to buy into some shit in, in episode five, but I think he's going to have to do it again. Yeah. But I, I do it because I struggle with that too. Like what, what does she do with that knowledge of Vader has children, Tatooine, Owen, and all I could think yeah. was she she's still going to use that angle to try and either hurt Vader by killing his son or at least b- luring him out again. So she, I don't know, in some dumb opinion, thinks that she can get him this time. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing, like you have been like. It, you just got shown that yeah. even at your best, you couldn't even touch Not even him. close. Like, he, he didn't even bother yeah. to pull out his lightsaber. And I, 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 his I, own I do want to go over the duel yeah. a bit more, depending on how far we go here. But my God, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he wiped the floor with you. So, like, any shot that you had is now done. Like, you know that you can't take him in combat. But you also now know that he has a son that he doesn't know about. Right. Um. So, and we also know that he doesn't find out about Luke. So, so Nick, do you think she feels that if she kills Luke, that's enough? Like, hey, you killed my family. I'm killing your family. Or is it still to try to get him out and and spring some cockamamie trap on him? It's weird because like if she kills, if she tries to kill Luke and then just comes back, if if her plan is I'm going to kill this kid and say, and then call him and be like, Hey, I killed your son. I, like, I, I think she would still probably want to be present, like to, to see the yeah. murder. And she wants to reveal to Vader, like, look, motherfucker, look what I found out. You don't even know this. Your kids did survive. Yeah. Here's one of them. Bleah! Stab him in the chest. He's awake yeah, within a day. Stab. You know he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah, if I Aunt Peru will just dump some fine. blue milk on it, and he'll be fucking yeah, hanging out, like no big deal. fixing like, oh, evaporators within a week. A lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> you see this every day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would have to imagine that she's going. She's got to go to tattooing. There's nowhere else that she can go. Um, I've stabbed seen, by, so, like, that I was a great something. line. Stabbed by a lightsaber. <laughs> See this every stabbed day. No, no biggie. No biggie. <laughs> what, what do you think this is? The old Republic? Come on. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, so I mean, she's got to go to Tatooine and then, but from there it's like one, what state is she in when she gets no there? Shit. And two, like, well, like, like you said, man, she's just got to find like the nearest fucking mod guy, like homeboy from yeah. homeboy from Obi or Boba Fett, and, and now Boba she'll Fett. just get Robo guts, and she's good to go. Fuck it. Yeah, she's totally <laughs> fine. No big deal. It's like, oh, you got a six inch hole. No problem. We'll fill that in. We'll get you right back. You'll be better than ever. Oh my god, <laughs> like, I can't. Now you don't. Now you don't need to worry about your, <sighs> your pancreas anymore because it's a, it's an automatic one. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You'll be fine. You'll live an extra ten years. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like she's got to go. I'm, there. I'm having too point. much fun. Holy shit. <laughs> Oxycodone. Okay. Uh. Wow. All right. Nah, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we talked about that because that that obviously was one of my bullet points. Like, what? All right, what does she do? What does she do? And like I said, I I just I come to she she's gonna think somehow that revealing the Vader that his kids alive or kids are alive and she's about to kill one that might get the revenge or the or check off her vengeance checklist. Because, uh, like Nick said, I, I don't know how and I know and I know dark side sympathizers they're cocky. But she can't be that fucking stupid at this point in time. I mean, 
Uh, let's get into the duel as I close this out. But as Nick said, I mean, Vader didn't even fucking try. He he could have been sitting on a toilet taking a shit and and done exactly what he just did. I mean, like I said, didn't even give her enough respect to pull out his own lightsaber for Christ's sake. So, um, last little Easter egg though. How about Roken whipping a bowcaster? Yeah, I like that. Right? I know, yes. Uh, yeah, I like that. Really awesome. I wonder where he got that from. He probably, Borrowed he it probably fucking Wookie. killed a Wookiee. You never know, right? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, before the duel, though, we, we talked about Talon. That'd be great death. It was a very well-earned death. Appreciate it. But, but how about before the duel, the Vader Force Unleash moment? I mean... Oh, did, that, yeah. did, that, did that not Stop scratch enough. a few itches you've been wanting to see in, in live oh, action? Man. Oh, man. That was, it was beautiful. Like, as soon as I saw it, like, to me, I was like, okay, well, they're just going to get away. Like, we know that they're going to escape somehow. So I just figured they fly off. But to see him, Actually like, yeah, literally it. have the <laughs> yeah, force like, moment, ground, ground this ship with literally, like, not even breaking a sweat, yeah. like, just sit down and then literally rips it to pieces i mean god yeah you have to argue that ripping it open he put even more force into that than than what it took to get it down i mean dude he shredded it like a tin can i mean it it, like it didn't even break a robo sweat as you said it's just fantastic (laughs) but the best part is as soon as he opens it i think it went right back to the flashback when obi-wan trumps him and reveals to him like, "Hey, dummy, here you go. Just taught you again." Yep, and and he right. and he learns another lesson. He, he's sitting there staring up at them, getting away, going, "Fuck, I am it's still the learner." <laughs> is everyone getting it now? He is still the learner, huh? Might play into a line. He might say in a new hope that everyone was getting angry at. <laughs> I think it's going to turn out all right and and be that much better. Yeah. But yeah, that was awesome. I mean, that that was total video game Vader. Uh, at, at this point in time. Between what we've seen in this series and that brief hallway scene in Rogue One, there is enough visual evidence, Your Honor, to commission something like this, a, 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 either a feature-length film or a series limited, it can be limited, for the Dark Lord of the Sith. I mean, give me a I break. Agree. Into the duel, my friend. It starts... I mean, he he senses what? her coming up. He he just holds her with the force, throws her around for a bit. Could you, could you imagine a worse way to start a duel though? Like, this this shouldn't have been a duel. If I'm sneaking up behind that you is, is, and is stupid. I yeah have the means to kill you in one shot, the one thing I don't want to do is yell loudly and then swing as far back as possible. Right. Th- that's all. I'll definitely, I'll definitely cite yeah, that, that as was, some bad, that, that was bad writing right there. Emotion, yeah, I'll, I'll, emotion running through her uh, thing. She couldn't, I, I guess so. I guess so. But <laughs> in the end, it's like, what's she really going to do yeah. to him? They're, they're not going to let Reva strike Vader with a lightsaber yeah. before Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, I think they were kind of tied to the moment, but you're right, Nick. I I, yeah, I felt have. the same way. I was like, damn, that looked so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he just stops it. You know, everyone made a big deal about the, you know, Kylo and, and Ray. Well, he, here's the motherfucker doing it first right here. He yeah. doesn't even have I real hands. Was... And he's, he's just like zzz, zzz, yeah. throwing her across the cave. 
Um, how about when she's got the thing pinwheeling and he just keeps walking towards he her nonchalantly stops and stops it. at yeah. mid motion? Come on. How about him splitting her saber and then throwing her a hilt, further rubbing it in her face like you suck? But okay, let's yeah. keep doing this if you insist. And then we get the motherfucker throwing it. Like, come on. I mean, yes, we've, we've seen Vader throw his lightsaber in the originals, but what happens to the hill? It just lays there. We finally got to see yeah. him do what he did in the Force Unleashed the first time we turned it on. And he's raiding that village, <laughs> throwing his lightsaber, and it comes back. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, it was some... It was some badass stuff. Just, I mean, it, it just shows that, like, I mean, first off, he trained all these people. Like, there's who else could train the Inquisitors? It Nobody. was his. He it was his to. job. It was his punishment, in yeah. fact. Yeah. So he knows everything that these people know, plus a, a lifetime worth of experience that they've never had. So none of them even stand a chance Just in a battle such versus a thing them. of beauty. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. Incredible. I just, Incredible. I, and I don't know. I, I'm sure those who have not liked the cinematography in the series probably thought it looked like shit. I thought it looked fantastic. I thought it made Vader look like an absolute Mac daddy, like a yeah. Mac daddy. The best he's ever looked. The best he's ever looked. I mean, I, I like this yeah. better than Lord Vader, the unburnt. I mean, that, that's a kick-ass fight, but I like this better. He's a hulking monster, just fucking kicking ass and doing it yeah. effortlessly. Effortlessly. This is my guy. I mean, this, this is who I'm getting a tattoo of if I ever get a tattoo. <laughs> Mine's made up. This dude right here, because of shit like this, excellent. Excellent. And, and really, Nick, I think what sealed it as, as one of my favorite, just you can't call it a duel, but a, a Star Wars lightsaber fight, maybe force fight. How's that? I don't know. Was how the very end then directly mirrored her fate on the night of Order 66. Yeah, Watching as a, as a child, Anakin Skywalker lumber towards her, mowing through her friends, and then impaling her to take her out. Yeah. And then he just... Not killing her again. Yeah, and then he just gets <laughs> up and he's like, hey, you think I didn't know fucking youngling? I'm the one that, that stared in your eyes and stabbed you the last time. I, I've seen some people trying to say that he did not stab her in, during the Order 66 moment, and I just, I have to disagree with that. Uh, yeah, I think... I think they sh like towards the end, like they showed him. It, it's like a direct her. mirror. They're, I mean, they, they're almost flip booking back and forth between, uh, you know, Lord Vader and Darth Vader. I, that's how I'm, I'm yeah. kind of distinguishing that. So in, in those people's minds, did he just kill the three people around her and leave her there? Yeah. Like, I guess like he just, or, like, or, he was just like, everybody's dead except you because <laughs> I don't know why. That's why I just wanted to say, all I, all I want to say is I disagree. What? Okay. I just disagree. Yeah. No, it makes no sense. Um, and then, you know, for the, for the other people worried about Canon, which I, it's just patience, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're, you're, you're dumb or anything. It's just, you gotta have patience. This is a, a six part movie. I mean, just, just chill, but he came back and he came back with a, gr with a great line to remind us all about 
gut shots in Star Wars, especially if there is a hint of revenge behind it. Right? Revenge has yeah. a hell of a... What, what does he say? Something about revenge is a hell of a drug... Uh, when it comes to yeah, basically a, revenge is what it takes to bring it. Yeah, we, we can come back to life as long as we have revenge in our souls. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's what even going back to like old Republic Jedi that I don't know if Darth Sion is still canon or not, but like that's like his entire body was fragmented, only held together by hatred. So like the dark side definitely it's a tool to many uh, powerful things that a Jedi can't teach you. Like, you know, oh, I find unnatural. Yes. Un- unnatural. But uh, sometimes that works against the dark side too. Cause people you try to kill also want to kill you back. So, yeah. Uh, so he's back. So Grand, we'll Grand Inquisitor's back. Um, yeah. Reva's yep. fate's going to be interesting because, uh, you know, as, as we've heard around the rumor mill, if they do go to a season two, one has to, expect that they're going to keep her around because uh, she is yeah. one of the leads. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the story has been driven through her just as much as it's been driven through you and McGregor. Um, but I, if she's, you know, her character presents some precar- some precarious situations for the yeah. canon and, and how they, you know, kind of treat her moving forward. So, the the easy thing to do would yeah obi-wan has to take her out like he just he 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 may get through her to the point like listen luke's our ticket for revenge on anakin not this uh, but he may still need to take her out or or maybe she'll finally listen to him and and, and let a little light back in and that's where season two will go into and, and we'll see her perish in season two but yeah i, I agree reeve at, at some point has to die um, maybe even before the Star Wars Rebels timeline, but definitely before A New Hope. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, mean, I, I think we're on to something, at least for the finale with her, that she is going to get to Tatooine with some goal in mind to do something to Luke that is going to serve her her end game, which is ultimately to get revenge on Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader. Um, and, yeah. and like you said, it. it it's going to ultimately come to Obi-Wan convincing her that, listen, it, it, we got to play the long game here. Kind of like the Sith did for a few hundred years, thousands of years. Uh, we got to play the long game because this, this little thing that you think is going to get your revenge is actually our, our ticket here between him and his sister. Yeah. We need them both to get this shit done. So, you know, work with me and, and let's hang with Qui-Gon Jinn roll credits I mean, it could be a very mirroring scene to what happens with uh, with Darth Maul and Rebels. You know, like he shows he showed up there searching for Kenobi, trying to kill yeah. him, and then ultimately finds out about Luke and how Luke is is you know set up to be yeah, the the savior. I can see that. And then this time, you know, Reva shows up looking for Luke and similar situation. Obi Wan takes her out, and on her deathbed, she finds out like, hey, this is the kid. Or one of the kids that could save, you know, give you the vengeance that you were, were looking for. So, and really, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you made that connection to Rebels because it, it could, and I think it would be beautiful if it did that. It, it, you know, it's some people would probably be like, oh, they already did this, but hey, that, that's what Kenobi does. Motherfuckers come to the planet, he tries to talk reason to them, and he puts them down. <laughs> I mean, that's his, that's his ultimate charge. But like you were saying in Rebels, yeah. Maul took solace in knowing that 
his mortal enemy in the end was there seeing over who they now considered to be the chosen one. Because uh, by that point in time, Obi-Wan had shifted from ever thinking Anakin was to kind of projecting the chosen one onto Luke, as he calls him in Star Wars yeah. Rebels. So, yeah, I, I, I think Reva will learn a similar uh, similar lesson to Maul. It just comes down to, are they going to take her out? If they were going to take her out, do, do they roll one of those possibly other filmed endings to account for a season two? Who knows? But... I think in in terms of your guiding speculation, you can take that shit to the bank for episode six. It will be interesting to see how they dump off Leia, though. Like, do they just fucking roll by Alderaan and shoot her out the side of that hyperdriveless transport? Because really, we're we're looking at a TLJ situation come credits open for episode six. I mean, uh, uh, Roken said, yo, we don't have a hyperdrive and they're right behind us, so... Yeah, uh, that's not a good spot. To right. Be. <laughs> I mean, they, they very well could get boarded and things could get very hairy right off the bat here. So there you go. That's our uh, our episode five breakdown and part five speculation fest for Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. Real quickly, nice. dude. Um, got a few uh, collectibles of note that popped up this week i i, I did uh, some shorts for them if you i'd love for you to check them out either on youtube shorts ig reels or on tiktok check us out star wars time show you know what to do you know what to do but nick they uh they they showed them off man the one six scale cad bane from the book of boba fett so that version of cad uh from hot toys uh, showed him off. Nice, he, he's nice. coming in a deluxe, which will get you Toto and his boot rockets. Or how blue is he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to play the short, but uh, but but it, it, could, it could blow something up. Yeah. So uh, I, I think his shade of blue just looks perfect on this figure. Uh, but but he, he's already up there for pre-order. Uh, there is a standard two seventy. The deluxe is two ninety. Might as well just pay the extra twenty to get Toto and the in the in the boot rockets even though it's it's kind of it's like come on really that those are deluxe that's deluxe these days hot toys but um so goes collecting (laughs) uh so i'm i'm more than likely definitely gonna have to get him and then the other one is the actual boba fett from the book of boba fett and he's just your your standard version my friend i think he's going for 275 uh, but here's the deal on the f- the boba. There's a lot of people like me that already ordered the throne set, which was based on the Mandalorian version of repainted Boba Fett. That's not the same as what this version is in the version we saw in the book of Boba Fett. He, he his pants are different. The the, the paint mm-hmm. applications a bit different. The weathering's a, di- a, a, a bit different. So for assholes like myself, do you do you think we need to also pick up this Fett or to just stick with the throne version of, of Fett in his repainted armor? I mean, I, I could try and play this. Here we go. You know, you know, I am always going to be the voice of reason when it comes to toys for you. I'm going to say that you probably don't need this slightly different paint job, but I know that there's also people out there like Trevor and like Jason 
and like <laughs> all of the toy photographers out there. But it there, won't look Jared right, and dude. If I them. if I pair him with Cad Bane, it, it won't is. look right. It <laughs> won't look right. That's what I'm saying. I, so I, I am here to say that you don't need it. I will let Jared and Jason and Trevor and all the rest of them uh, push push your wallet towards the uh, the new paint job. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I did I did freeze it on the other version that I am getting, the one on the throne. And as you can see, you know, his under tunic, a little bulkier under the neck, and his pants are a little they're kind of <laughs> like hammer pants. And look at the paint. Look at the paint. How did he get it painted, Nick? How did he paint it in between episodes? Um, you know, if I was Boba Fett, I would have an armor painter on fucking payroll. Damn straight. At this point, you're, like, you're dying every, every day. You're dying. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I, I spent a day in the Junlin wastes and I'm just hanging out. Like I come back home. I, I, I'd be like, Hey, Larry, I need a fucking touch up here, man. <laughs> The, the the sand is just so abrasive uh, on my armor. We know you don't <laughs> like your sand, just like Anakin. Yeah. Hey, speaking <laughs> speaking of sand, how about we segue into oh, no. our final topic before this week's fan segment? A nightmare vacation. And and, and this is for Anakin Skywalker. This is we got the uh, the trailer <laughs> dropped today, and I'm I'm always happy and excited for it's for Lego cute. Star Wars stuff. But we got the trailer today for Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, which is the latest Lego Star Wars special coming from the same team, I believe, that worked on the holiday special and the uh, that that Halloween one they they recently did, Nick, where they had like three little minis. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't watched that one yet, they, they're one of the shorts is great because it's it's not so much a horror short. It's more of a a Star Wars what if because they show what would happen if Luke Skywalker actually joined the Imperial Navy instead of making his way to the the Rebel Alliance. But uh, yeah. trailer dropped today for summer vacation. I, I, I checked it out, told Nick to try to give it a buzz and. Uh, it, it it definitely looks good. I mean, it 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 looks like it's going to have a fun story, including pretty much the entire Skywalker saga, like Lego properties have been doing recently. Uh, coming out on August fifth, I believe Finn is actually going to kind of be the lead for this one. So um, yeah, they, they kind of swap that it around like- in between each special now. Yeah, it seems like her or uh, Ray and Finn are gonna be like the like a coupley type of thing. Like they're, it seemed like in the trailer they were like you know having little romantic. I, dude, conversations I think that was pop, Rose. Possibly. I think that was Rose. Oh, that was Rose. Okay. Yeah. Um. But I, I someone put up a synopsis. Apparently, Finn's gonna get visited from three Star Wars ghosts. I think Obi Wan Kenobi, Leia, and yeah, Kenobi, and maybe saw, Anakin, yeah, possibly. I don't know. Uh, so you, okay. you might get some cool stuff in there, especially if they, you know, touch on Finn's supposed force connection that was or was not being explored in the sequel trilogy. Uh, Weird Al is going to be in it. He voices a I character. Plus, he yeah. created a new single for it called, I think, Scar- Scarif, Scarif Island uh, or something Party. like that. Yeah, so. I think it's scary of beach party. Or something uh, like if you that, got yeah. little ones out there or if you're like me and just enjoy Lego star Wars, anything summer vacation trailer drop today, give it, give it a look uh, series. I mean, for the real OGs, like Lego star Wars is as close as we'll ever get to star Wars detours. Oh like, yeah. That like, was, like the droid tales. Yeah. Uh, I think some of them you can't even get anymore. Like they won't even sell them. Uh, iTunes yeah. may have a few. I'm glad I, I know I at least bought them when they were out or, or ripped them from my own Blu-rays, but they are Nick's right. I mean, they, 
they really go tongue in cheek about the franchise and, and kind of poking fun at each of the six main movies. I would still love detours to come out, but oh, well, uh, yeah, let, let, let's day. go ahead and get into the fan segment. And if you're new here, we do this every week. All right, people, every week. There's two ways to get into it. The first way, which uh, which is the uh, opening half of the fan segment, is the question of the week. Every week on our Instagram, just check our profile or our stories and look for that question of the week and respond to it. If you're lucky, Nick will do a block copy and paste and you will be included in the, <laughs> in the bulk copy and we will discuss this your one. comment on the... Uh, Star Wars time show. So let me go ahead and get that queued up here. Yeah, this is another block one because I told Matt before we went live, Matt and I both use Audacity for our, or used Audacity for our recording software. (laughs) And I had some, some last minute troubleshooting. I had to download a new audio recording software to use. And uh, because of that, I had less time to pull the, the five <laughs> answers. We're always prepared. So I just took We're a nice block. prepared here. All right. So um, this week's question of the week, as next week will be very similar to it. Maybe we'll, we'll go for the whole series overall. I'll save that. I might, I might as well milk this cow for as long as I can here. Uh, so this week, what was your favorite or least favorite to throw in some negativity part from Obi-Wan Kenobi part five? All right, my friend. Let's go. Who do we got? Who's up first in the block of replies? First up is star underscore wars underscore alternate underscore realities. Underscores are Instagram's favorite little little character. But anyway, Star Wars alternate reality says favorite part for me was that we got to see the first ever live action red blade versus red blade lightsaber battle. Something I hope we see more that's of. Very, in that's a very good point. I'm that's surprised a, I fucked that, that up. That is a very Kudos good point. to you, alternate that realities. That's a good point. That, that is a first of firsts. And one that I'm going to go have yeah. to beat myself for after this. Like, I was sitting here, I was like, you know what? <laughs> My knee's starting to fucking ache. Uh, let's just move things along. Now I think I need to sit here a bit longer and just feel the pain. So, thank yeah, you for I mean, that. We didn't get a. <laughs> Didn't get a Dooku versus uh, Maul fight because of how the prequels yeah, no, played it, out. It, we didn't get it's a spot on. Anything. It's spot on. Yeah, no. Good good call out there by Star Wars Alternate Reality. Uh, 2797 underscore studios. We know who that guy is. He's in the chat. He says, oh, I don't know. Maybe Vader kicking Reva's ass with only the True force. That. There was a lot of cool moments, but that was truly the holy shit moment for me. It is good. I mean, just if you haven't seen the fight again since the first time you've watched it, do yourself a favor and just cue it up because just his movements are so... I mean, he looks like Bruce fucking Lee. It it, it looks like Bruce Lee making someone look foolish like we've seen him do in all his demos, but he is just so smooth and and effortless. It's, It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Thing of beauty. Next up, Tones1138, Vader's pure, raw power moment. Seen some silly turds saying it looked like a video game. I absolutely loved it and was left totally satisfied with his portrayal in the show. If it's not one thing, it's the other, man. (laughs) Saying it looked like a video game, you want to know why? Because it was straight from a video game. Like that moment of him pulling the ship down. It looked fucking awesome. It looked awesome. Like it was from a video game because it literally was. For those of you who were who are like too young and haven't played Force Unleashed yeah. or 
for those of you who didn't have a PS2 at that time, like do yourself a favor, go back and play. It's on Switch. Your, your, your oh, parents can get it yeah. for you at this point. Go for it. Uh, original Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed 2 is okay as well, but Force Unleashed 1 was like a yeah. a genre-defining moment for You have to play it. You, you, you kind of do. Even though it's aged, it hasn't aged too well, but at least on the Switch, you'll get it as, as upped as, it, as it's going to be. Yeah. Just incredible game. Next up, press pause photography with all of the associated underscores says a small moment, but I think a favorite for me was Obi-Wan's quote. He hasn't the patience for a siege hearing him say that coupled with those beautiful <laughs> flashbacks really yeah. cemented the fact that Vader is in fact, Thank you. we all know this. Of Thank course. You. Yeah. He's getting it. He's, He's seeing the that, code that's that's now. what I saw. I mean, that, that's 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 what I I think. Press pause actually uh, eloquated it better. You know, got got it. Yes. But that's exactly what I meant. Yes. So this is what he he also goes on to say. We all know this, of course, but for me, there has uh, there has still always been a disconnect, and to see both sides of the character in the same medium like this was an excellent through line. We all see Vader as this powerful villain, and he can be, but this episode showed that there's still the same Padawan there that Obi-Wan knows all too well. Just excellent writing in my Thank opinion. Thank you for I saying mean, it like a smart it, person. Says it yes. all. <laughs> says it all. Press pause photography. Triple P coming in. The new triple he can take P. Over, he can take over for me during those types of moments. That, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Press yeah. pause. We may we may have you just write in a blurb to send. Because <laughs> that, yeah, that's exactly a, how I, I feel and felt. I just was not able to express it that way. So re rewind that's it an fair. hour or so and just sub in what press pause said. Go ahead. One hundred percent. All right. And last for the five responses from the question of the week is Ted Five standing by. Still love that name. Uh, Fave is a tie between seeing Obi Wan become the negotiator once more. Or watching Vader absolutely shred the ship and wipe the floor with Reva. You know what's interesting about this? These responses, no negatives. You you still put out there too. You're like, what's your favorite and least favorite parts? No least favorites in this one. All favorites in 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 these responses. Nice. It's always yeah, nice no, to have a is, bit of positivity. I'm, I'm feeling positive myself, but I, I can definitely tell it's getting close to time for me to hit it. So. Well, there we go. Matt's leg is telling him it's time to go. So you know what that means. It's time for the top five right. Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Brought to you by the Star Wars Time Show. As Matt always says, you send through your post using hashtag Star Wars Time Show at Star Wars Time Show on the IG. He will pick out his favorites of Matt's favorites. I'll pick out my favorites, which become the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. And that's how it works. Hashtag Star Wars Time Show at Star Wars Time Show on the IG. So who do we got? First up, first up this week is at Kill Cutter Photo. I was so into the original uh, Tanks 666 crossover between <laughs> Predator and Star Wars that I brought it back this year. Uh, this Maul week. didn't fare so we'll well in this one, though, did he? He did not. So the, the, the first picture that we saw last week from Tanks was the initial face off. And what we see now from Killcutter is the eventual ending of this battle where Maul is impaled <laughs> on the Predator's, uh, you know, armed uh, yeah, arm blades. or whatever the and hell he wears can, there. 
Yeah, whatever the fuck he's got going on there. But you can also see in the background three xenomorphs crawling up the the trees, getting ready to pounce on the. Yes, yeah, so I guess you don't you don't uh, truly know who the ultimate winner here is, but it, it's just it's a great yeah. put together shot, well composed, a lot of practicality here. You know, just look look at the I the Maldorian helmet with the skull coming out. Yeah. And, the skulls, I mean, you see another, I think that's another Maldalorian that's had his head ripped off kind of right there on the, the bottom right of the image. I just love that the, the depth of field, I guess you would say, it's like a video game term here. You have your oh, incredible totally. fore, foreground characters, but then you, you look deep into that fog, into that forest, and you see that's those exactly animals climbing is. up that yeah, tree. No, it's, it's, it's brilliant stuff here. So if, if you're not able to see it, you're not on the live stream, make sure to check it out on StarWarsTime.net. Or go even better, follow at Killcutter Photo on Instagram. On that's right. Beautiful stuff. Next up is at YC underscore solo. And this is a fantastic Lego representation of episode one of Kenobi, where we see the Inquisitors oh, yeah. themselves making their way into the Tatooine market. Um, so you see Lego Grand Inquisitor, Lego Reva, and then Lego, which, what is it? Second brother, third brother. I can't That's remember the, the brother, brother number, number five, fifth brother. There we Johnny go. five, two plus three, five. <laughs> um, so we see all three of them walking up lightsabers ignited, intimidating the, the Tatooine market crowd. And I mean, it's just a fantastically composed shot, but also like seeing the twin sons of Tatooine in the background, all of the, you know, the, the setup that's required for this, all these little figures that YC Solo set up, all the, the, the dioramas or the, the buildings that he put together in the background, just absolutely incredible attention to detail here. Yeah, some of the best scene building in all of the Lego Star Wars photography game, and there's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Nick nailed it. It's just, it's a thing of beauty. If, if you love Legos and Star Wars and, and people that can craft Hollywood-style scenery at yc underscore solo that's right give him a follow on the ig next up is at intergalactic raptor intergalactic raptor we we know here as this this master of the mashup he always has these fun scenes but this one we got a straight up action oriented mandalorian oh, yeah. scene we see season three Mr. right Mando here himself yeah <laughs> season three fighting happening in real time so you see Mr. Mandalorian Din Djarin with his Darksaber ignited, cutting open the neck of a uh, stormtrooper on the ground. You see Koska Reeves in the background with an Imperial officer held in a headlock. And then you see the bad girl herself, Bo-Katan Kryze, flying above the rest of them, firing down at all of the other combatants on the field while she just dispatched one off to her right. Um, it's just a fantastic scene. Uh, put together here by Intergalactic Raptor. Yeah, no, it, it's badass. Like I said, uh, who knows how well all these Mandos are going to play together in Season 3, uh, but we do know what happens when they get together with a common cause, and, and that's exactly what Intergalactic underscore Raptor has given us right here, and that is kicking ass and not even worrying about names here. I just, it, It's just a very dynamically staged shot. Job well done. Beautiful. Indeed, at intergalactic underscore raptor on the Instagram. Go give him a follow. Next up, as you said, an impressive setup from at Drew Originals on Instagram, at Drew Originals. And what we see is Vader 
pacing in front of his uh, his squadron of stormtroopers, potentially before a battle, or potentially as a as a firing squad for those who have let him down. Yeah. So what we see is a, is is all of them lined up in formation, and then you see just yeah just the back of Vader as he walks along the line. I almost, it almost feels like he's about to stop, turn and face one and then just kill the it, it, guy. It's just, right to me, there. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's another movie still, especially from yeah. like Lucas's films. I mean, right, right out of the original trilogy here, I, it's, I believe those are all figures lined up, which is always an impressive feat, especially if you're someone like myself with zero patience. I mean, this is not fun at all. Uh, I don't know if, if Drew's listening, but I would like to hear if these motherfuckers dominoed at any time during the setup. But it does. It, it just looks like a scene from the, the, the Death Star or Vader's Star Destroyer right out of the movies. I love it. I love how it, he captured the back of Vader. It looks like he's walking and, as always, not even addressing his troops, but they're, they're standing straight up because they know better. So... Good stuff from at Drew Originals on Instagram. And last but not least, of course, is at Kiko.collects on Instagram. And it's just the bad boy himself. It's Darth Revan in all of his glory. Nice close-up shot. See both of his lightsabers ignited. The red in the front, the purple in the back. Hood up, full face mask on, full dark side attire uh, is, is, is on his, his person. I mean, if you've played the, uh, Star Wars galaxy of heroes, you're very familiar with this scourge. Um, or if you've played the original KOTOR games, I mean, Darth Revan is, is one of those Sith Lords slash force masters is probably just the best way to describe him. A true force master. Yeah. Um, this thing, in all of his glory. It, would you buy something like this? Because I, I think this is a statue and not a figure. Because I mean, if, if, if this is a figure, I would I would own it. But I'm pretty sure it's, it's a statue, so obviously it's going to be pre-posed and all that in a kick-ass pose. But I, this this, I, this I thing mean, is so fucking cool. This is one of the the, the coolest versions of of Darth Revan I've ever seen. Like a collectible, yeah. in, in collectible form. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge like collector, but something like this, especially for Revan, I'm a Revan Homer. I love the right. guy. That, that's why um, I was asking. Like, would, yeah. would you, would yeah. you throw down some change on this? Knowing it's a statue I, and I, is meant to be kind of I displayed. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, getting a new house, have a little bit more space to spread some things out. Yeah. I think I could make him work in my new office Look area. Fucking helmet. So, I mean, the helmet is, it's everything. Know, it's so fucking it bad is, ass. It Woo. is sick. Kiko, Kiko, if you are, I, I'm going to click through to Kiko's page to see if he like says what this figure it is. Might actually. Um, he, he, all he says is Revan. <laughs> it just says Revan on the, on the post. <laughs> um, and it doesn't say where it's from. Um, uh, Kiko, if you listen to this episode, uh, it says premium, it, it says premium format. So that might be like a sideshow premium oh, okay. format statue. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, so now we know where to look for those interested. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a, just a beautiful shot of a incredibly yeah. detailed and intimidating figure awesome. at Kiko dot collects on the Instagram. 
And guess what, folks? That's it. That's the top five for this week. It was a short one, but you know why? The only thing that's going on is Kenobi. So, so Matt, why don't you why don't you take us home? Why don't you close Woo-hoo, the show? That's right. Out. I need to get out of here anyways. My knee feels like it's <laughs> locked in the place, so I'm gonna have to deal with whatever fun go. that is. But it needs to start bending anyways. So I'm sure my doctor's happy. But as Nick said, yeah, not not too long today. Uh, they, they may be short for the next week or so, depending on recovery for me. Wah! A little baby <laughs> Matt in his leg, but I'll, I'll get there and. Hopefully my my beard will start to grow in, you know, by week eight. Be looking like a, some hobo that should be living on Tatooine in a gutter with a lightsaber wound wound in my gut. Mm. <laughs> All right, everyone, you know the drill at this point in time. We love you. Keep spreading the word. If you are new here, hopefully you enjoyed what you just listened to. If you did, make sure to check us out on the internet. StarWarsTime.net is the place to find us. It is also the best site to get all of our links to the podcast, which is what you just listened to, but on a podcast platform, as well as our YouTube channel, which, hey, if you're here and you're listening, you're still on the live stream, go ahead and like today's stream. Leave a comment if you feel like it. Do a clip, share it on your own socials. Show these people why you would ever consider spending time listening to the Star Wars Time Show. We know there's always time for Star Wars Time, but do they? I doubt it. That's why you're here. Help us out. Because if you do listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always.